I've struggled with seeing the light. I've struggled with hearing what I need to hear. But light is coming. Light is here that we're not acknowledging, but light is coming. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Have you ever heard the phrase, to whom much is given, much is expected? In the case of our two guests this week, God has gifted them with amazing platforms to reach thousands of people, and they take the responsibility to lead well very seriously. Actress and singer Kristen Chenoweth has graced the Broadway stage as well as movies and television, and she uses her platform to spread faith, hope, and light to everyone she encounters. Sadie Robertson Huff was part of her family's TV show as a kid, and as a young woman went on to find an even bigger audience through her appearance on ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Both of these women wanted to be faithful to the opportunity given to them to be a light to their followers. And though it's not always easy, they trust that God will help them when things get hard. Let's start with Kristen Chenoweth. She's just put out a brand new Christmas record and talks about what making the record and bringing songs of joy to people has meant to her. Happiness is Christmas is the title. I went to Nashville in May to make this record because it felt like to me Christmas was canceled for two years. It wasn't, but you know what I mean. And I just was like, I want to do another Christmas album, and so we're going to do it. And went to Nashville and hired some of the best musicians in the world. And I did some songs that everybody knows that we just have to have, and then some that I found that were not famous. And then my producer... I have two producers on this record, Jay Landers and Fred Mullen. And Jay said, listen, I've got a song called The Stories That You've Told. And I, I, you don't have to sing it, but you might want to just hear it. And it's about a person that's maybe passed on in your life that you're talking to and laughing with and sharing memories with. And I love that song because that's how people stay with us. I've had a lot of loss this year. My best friend died, and my voice teacher died, and my aunt and my uncle died over the past year and a half. And if anything, it's made me stop, because I had to. I go, 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 go. And the hardest part and the most beautiful part has been stopping. I'm back at it again, but the stopping, listening, to what is being said to me has been really important. In other words, that that old saying of uh, stopping and smelling the roses. You know, I've taken many walks with my boyfriend and my dog, and we've been like, wow, look at that pretty flower, or look at these squirrels are everywhere. Oh my gosh, what's that creature? You know, it sounds very Pollyanna-ish, but... I might not have noticed before. Then, of course, there's beautiful Christmas songs on there that I'm really proud of that people will like. Uh, Little Road to Bethlehem, which describes Mary's journey getting to give birth to Jesus. And I also had an ode to Karen Carpenter because I loved her so. Merry Christmas, darling. I just love that song. And... I end the whole thing with My Dear Acquaintance, which is not necessarily a Christmas song, but it's, it is, I've I've decided it is. Peggy Lee sang it, and it's, it's about, my dear acquaintance, it's so good to know you, it's so good to 
be with you and those who are gathered here and those who are not, we remember you and let's have a cheer to all those who've been here and all those who are not here now and all those who are here gathered here now. And I ended it with that. So anyway, I'm really happy with it. I, it's intimate. I'm back out on the road. I wish I could tour more, but I'm trying to be very safe about that. And I hope when people listen to it, they just are eating good food and laughing and remembering and having moments of gratefulness and enjoying the music. We're all just humans trying to do the best we can. So once you give yourself permission to be human, there's a a weight that lifts. That you go, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not perfect. Only God is. And then I, I tend to forget where the focus has to remain. And by that I just mean like just giving it all up. I surrender all. I give. I can't do it by myself anymore. And he says, it wasn't ever meant for you to. One of the things for me that Jesus Calling has given me is, I don't know if a lot of people say this, but it seems to be exactly what I need on the exact day. And I don't know how that happens. You know, I just don't know how that works. But like, one of my favorites was, it's been a while, and I pulled it up and I have it on my phone all the time so that I always can look at it, not just on whatever that day's. Jesus calling January 29th. It says, keep your focus on me. I have gifted you with amazing freedom because I haven't felt very free this year, including the ability to choose the focal point of your mind. Only the crown of my creation has the remarkable capability. This is a sign of being made in my image. Let the goal of this day be to bring every thought captive to me. For me, Jesus Calling has had that a lot this particular year. And I'm like, wonder how they knew, you know, like, (laughs) how that happened. I don't know. Things like in Corinthians, you know, time with him is so important. Josh and I were just talking the other day about how first time ever church doors have been closed, at least in New York. And how we needed to spend more time with him. And luckily I have a person in my life who'll pray with me and shares with me what's going on in his mind spiritually. And when you find that tribe or you find that person that kind of can help you, let's, let's see what Jesus is calling today. And then send you to your Bible, which is the word of God. You know, that's how Jesus calling has helped me in this particular year. I'd love to read January 25th. Let my love enfold you in the radiance of my glory. (laughs) Sit still in the light of my presence and receive my peace. These quiet moments with me transcend time, accomplishing far more than you can imagine. Bring me the sacrifice of your time and watch to see how abundantly I bless you and your loved ones. Through the intimacy of our relationships, you are being transformed from the inside out. As you keep your focus on me, I form you into the one I desire you to be. Your part is to yield to my creative work in you. 
neither resisting it nor trying to speed it up, which I'm really good at. Hold my hand in childlike trust, and the way before you will open up step by step. So it's ironic to me that everything that we just talked about is right here. And I had no idea. So there you go. You can find Kristen's new Christmas record, Happiness is Christmas, everywhere music is sold. Stay tuned to Sadie Robertson Huff Story after a brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul. It's a trek that demands to be celebrated, lauded, and embraced in its entirety. Celebrate the moms in your life this Mother's Day with two beautiful gift books, Jesus Calling for Moms by Sarah Young and Grace for the Moment for Moms by Max Licato. These heartfelt devotionals will remind the moms in your life just how special they are. Jesus Calling for Moms and Grace for the Moment for Moms are available now where all books are sold. During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for our special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Many of us want to develop a deeper prayer life. In this new 365-day devotional, Jesus Listens, Sarah Young offers daily prayers based on Scripture that will help you experience how intentional prayer can connect you to God and change your heart. Learn more about Jesus Listens and download a free sample at jesuscalling.com slash jesuslistens. Our next guest is Sadie Robertson Huff, once a star in Annie's show Duck Dynasty alongside her family. After stepping into the spotlight on the show and on Dancing with the Stars, Sadie was unsure of what she was supposed to do with the fame and platform God had handed her, and she was scared. After attending a summer camp through a friend's church, Sadie heard a woman speak about her faith and her purpose from the stage, and Sadie felt God calling her to her own purpose, spreading His Word and helping others reach their fullest potential in Christ by living with intention. Hey friends, I am Sadie Robertson Huff. I'm married to Christian Huff. Uh, We have a beautiful, crazy daughter named Honey. She is absolutely amazing. She's four months old. We have a dog named Cabo. And I run a ministry called Live Original. have an incredible team by my side. And we get to do fun things, all, of course, for God's glory and to just meet people and girls with love, help them feel more known and seen and more rooted in truth. I have a devotional book out right now called Live on purpose and very excited for that because kind of everything I just said that I do every day is encouraging girls to live on purpose. And now I have a book, a devotional book about it. So I'm excited about that. 
So I'm from West Monroe, Louisiana. It is a pretty small town. I mean, not there are some smaller and there are many bigger than West Monroe, Louisiana. I grew up in an incredible family. My parents are awesome. And my dad um, worked for his family business making duck calls. And so our family business is called Duck Commander. He made duck calls and t-shirts and kind of ran the business for a little while. And then years into running the business, I guess I was in middle school probably at the time, my parents thought it would be a fun idea to try to have a reality TV show because my mom loved reality TV and she would always say my dad's family is weird enough that they could have a reality TV show. And so that is what they kind of went for. And originally we got put on the outdoor channel and just did like a hunting show. But because we added family to a hunting show on the outdoor channel, it kind of got like a lot of attention. And so other bigger networks noticed. And that's when A&E picked up Duck Commander, but changed the name to Duck Dynasty. And our family had a reality TV show for a little while. Whenever I was like five years old, I used to like stand on my countertop and preach to my parents. And I would just give full messages and preach and be so passionate. And there was even a little song that I would sing at the end of my preaching when I was five. And I would say, so let's give it up for God. And then I'd do a toe touch and it was epic. But a lot of things happened from the time I was five to whenever I was like 17 years old. You know, I think when you're five, you're confident and nothing can stop you. You're you're fully the original person that God created you to be because you have family and people around you. We have families that inspire us. We have friends around us that make us laugh and giggle and be able to be ourselves. But then as life goes on, like someone says something that tears you down. Someone says something that makes you feel embarrassed about the thing that you used to be so confident in. And so by the time I was 17, I did not think about preaching or speaking like that was not in my radar at all and to be honest I went to a very traditional church where women did not actually speak in the church and so I had not even seen an example of that or what that looked like and then when I was 17 I got asked to be on Dancing with the Stars and so that was pretty crazy and that's when my life kind of took a major turn is when I was 17 and moved to LA for a little bit to do the show and um, had a blast but it was crazy And then that kind of led me to ask myself, God, if you've given me fame, fame scares me. I don't know what to do with it. I feel like you could have chosen anyone who would have rather had this but me. And so what are you trying to do through me with it? And that's whenever I kind of discovered that if I'm going to be famous, then I'm going to do it with a purpose. And if I'm going to say words on a platform, then I want to say words that matter. And if people are going to look at my life, then I want to point them to Jesus. And so um, that's kind of my backstory and what led me to today. After Dancing with the Stars, I actually went to a summer camp, and it was not with my church. It was with a friend of mine's church, and there was a woman who was preaching that night, and I'd never seen that. And she was preaching, and she was just—everything she said was just so impactful. And I I can still remember the way that she moved around the stage and the way that she spoke with such authority and even the words that she said. And I just remember sitting there with my jaw open saying, like, wow, like— this is the coolest thing that every word she's saying matters. And I was like, I want to do that. And I remember looking at my friend beside me and said, I'm going to do this one day. And I remember they kind of laughed because that was not in my personality to do that at the time. I would be way too timid to do something like that. But I just kind of felt God calling me. And so I responded to her message. I went forward to the altar and got on my knees before the Lord and just said, like, God, I don't know what to do. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, I was like, I don't know what to do with this fame. Honestly, this scares me. 
I remember the Lord giving me this image and it was like an Instagram account, which I know this sounds funny, but this really did change my life. This image of like this Instagram account and it was like my page, but it you didn't see me, you just saw Jesus. And so sweetly, I just felt the Lord saying, like, I'm not calling you to be famous. I'm calling you to be a sister and a friend to those who don't have a sister and a friend and to point people to me. And honestly, it just took all the pressure off. I didn't feel like I had to be famous or I didn't feel like I had to go land a role in a movie or, you know, get on the next TV show that was available. I just kind of had a piece of like, I can do something bigger with this, you know, something different with this. And that's kind of what I started to do. And it, it kind of just gradually started happening. It wasn't like an overnight thing. I made a YouTube video that was encouraging and that got seen by a lot of people. And I think that was kind of a start of the ministry moment. And then just kept saying yes. And then I just like God was calling me to. I ended up moving to Nashville for a little time and started a tour and wrote another book and different things. And so I think, you know, that's for everybody. Whenever you feel called by God to do something, it actually says this in my new devotional book, Live on Purpose. I talk about how like sometimes you're going to get a revelation before you actually have a realization of what that actually means. So God might drop something in your spirit and it might be a revelation like, hey, you're going to speak, you're going to preach, or it could be completely different. You're going to go to nursing school or you're going to, you know, write a book or you're going to start the blog or whatever it is. You're going to go to this college and you might have this revelation, but you don't actually know what that's going to come out to be. You're not actually going to have a realization of what he's going to do through that until you just start saying yes. Like think about Noah. God gave him a revelation. Hey, build an ark. But Noah didn't have a realization of why until it started raining. But thank God he started building whenever God said build, right? Instead of waiting and trying to just figure out like, well, what is this? I don't really know. Does my life have meaning? Blah, blah, blah. And then it starts raining and you're like, man, I really should have built the ark. And so I think so many times people forget that God's on the journey to get to where you're going, not just where you want to arrive. And um, I try to encourage people with that, with that daily, even though that's a hard thing, I think, to believe even for ourselves. My new devotional is called Live on Purpose. It is a hundred devotions for um, letting go of fear and following God. And so I wrote this devotional book because I do think our generation has this thing. It's actually like a thing. You can Google it. It's called Purpose Anxiety. And it's basically just where we um, are so worried about what our purpose is and we can't figure out what our purpose is or where our purpose is or um, if we even have a purpose that we get so anxious about it. And in doing that, it's actually stalling us from living out our purpose. I'm trying to encourage people that, hey, your purpose is not some mystery destination that one day if you do all the steps right, you're going to stumble upon. Your purpose is here and now. Your purpose is along the journey. And I just hope that I can help people overcome those anxieties and fear to actually just say yes to following God and the purpose that He has for them. I think live on purpose really means living intentionally. It means like focusing every day on how you can actually like better someone that day or better yourself that day. I think if we don't live intentionally and we don't live on purpose, then we live our life without actually living it, right? Like live is a verb. Live is something that should be, should have an action behind it. But because life is just given to us, sometimes we just 
you know, forget that we actually have to live it. We actually have to show up. We have to try. And so I just hope that people would actually start living and living it on purpose and not letting fear of what people think of you or fear of what might happen or fear of what's to come stop you from actually just fully going for today. And so um, I really do hope that it encourages people on a practical level, but also on a really intentional level of letting them know that their life is a lot bigger than they might think and a lot bigger than they might give themselves credit for. And the truth is, it's not even, your life isn't even just about you. It's about the fact that God gave it to you. And so, you know, it's been a gift and use the gift well. I think, you know, Jesus Calling and any devotional or any type of thing that's putting out oddly advice or even just like scripture in your day, that's something that can help you be intentional with growing with God. And a lot of times, like, we have to ask ourselves, like, what in life are we prioritizing? If you're going to prioritize social media, then that's the first thing you're going to do whenever you get on your phone. If you're going to prioritize God, then that's the first person that you're going to want to talk to in your day. But it is, you know, something to intentionally seeking out His Word, intentionally seeking out prayer, intentionally seeking out speaking to Him, and making sure that, you know, what you're doing aligns with what your heart really desires. Jesus Listens, December 12th. My Jesus, you designed me to live in union with you. I'm thankful that this union does not negate who I am. On the contrary, it makes me more fully myself. I discovered that when I try to live independently of you, even for short periods of time, I experience emptiness and dissatisfaction. But when I walk in the light of your presence, you bless me with deep, satisfying joy. I delight in praising you, exalting in your righteousness. Help me to find fulfillment in living close to you, yielding to your purposes for me. Sometimes you lead me along paths that feel alien to me. At such times, I need to cling to you, trusting that you know what you're doing. When I follow you wholeheartedly, I can discover facets of myself that were previously hidden. You know me intimately far more than I know myself. In union with you, I am complete. In closeness to you, I am transformed more and more into the one you created me to be. In your beautiful, righteous name, amen. I think, you know, even just reading, but when I walk in the light of your presence, you bless me with deep, satisfying joy. What we're seeing in our world today is great sorrow, great sadness, a lot of fear, and a lot of temporary highs and moments of happiness, but nothing sustaining. But when we're in the presence of Jesus, then we have a deep, satisfying joy. And I hope people can read that and actually understand that that is what Jesus offers to everyone, that He can be their deep, satisfying joy in their life and not just another temporary high that the world has to offer, but true joy that's sustaining even in the hard times to change the world for this time. It's exactly what it needs to be to be a part of being the light of the world. And so just go out there, live on purpose, and don't let the fears hold you back. To learn more about Sadie Robertson Huff, please visit liveoriginal.com. And be sure to check out Sadie's newest devotional, Live on Purpose, wherever books are sold. If you'd like to hear more stories about purposefully sharing with the world, check out our interview with David Crowder. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we'll hear from Christian therapist and author Dan Allender, who shares how true freedom from shame can be found in Christ. If we can get a sense of how our harm actually creates a trajectory toward who we're not only meant to be, but how we're meant to offer the goodness of God in the land of the living, 
then we will be free, not just from shame and despair, but in many ways from what evil intended for that past harm to bring us, which is fear, hatred, a sense of despair. But when we begin to see that that is the context for the life of God to shine, we're then put in a position where our faces are lifted. We're not brought to shame, where we actually can begin to encounter what it means to be beloved. And in that freedom, we actually have not only new power, new purpose, but new joy. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com Jesus Calling Book on Facebook and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.